Hey everyone, welcome back to the Girl of Gen Z podcast. I'm your host, Clarissa, and today I have a special guest by the name of Nicole Zajac on the show. Nicole is an influencer from Winnipeg, Canada, and she promotes body positivity, health and wellness, and so much more on her social media platforms. Before we go ahead with the episode, if you could take two minutes of your time to give this video a thumbs up if you're watching it and listening to it on YouTube, and if you could give it a five-star rating on the Apple Podcast app, if that's where you're listening to it, that would be very much appreciated. And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button as well and as always the timestamps of the topics we cover in this episode will always be listed in the episode show notes below without further ado let's get on into the episode hey nicole welcome to the show how are you today i'm great how are you i'm good how are you holding up in this uh pandemic i'm thriving i'm gonna be honest like i think this pandemic i manifested the pandemic yeah in what way so terrible but like I think like everything that's happened since the pandemic has just like benefited my life. Like I got out of debt. I don't know if you're, are you from Canada? I am. Yes. <laughs> like Justin Trudeau. Thank you for like <laughs> the CERB payments because it like, got me out of debt. I probably wouldn't have made that much money like in regular work. And then uh, just like all these opportunities coming. It's like, you kind of like, I manifested getting paid to work from home and do Instagram. And that's what I'm doing now. So that's amazing. Well, I can't yeah. say that the pandemic is amazing, but it's kind of a blessing <laughs> and a curse, I would say. So I yeah. would agree with you on that part for sure. Yeah. Um, so what have you been up to? Um, honestly, not much for the past for the like the first few weeks, it was super slow. I got like, I can't even tell you how many Netflix shows I ran through but um other than that like just pretty much on Instagram every day um seeing my friends secretly <laughs> and yeah that's pretty much it how about you I'm just keeping up with YouTube podcast um also kind of seeing friends here and there like social distance drinks yeah, in the exactly. backyard and such um I feel like we've gotten over the most uh, I don't want to say the toughest hump because there is still quite a bit to go for this pandemic yeah. but I think things are starting to level out a little bit more um yeah. and I'm by no means super educated on every single thing that's going on and like what country and everything's the most affected um mm -hmm. but yeah I would definitely I have hopes for the future now I, I do can too. say yeah I, do too. I just really hope this doesn't last like super super long because I'm getting really tired of being in Canada. Like I travel a lot. So I'm like, I'm ready to go somewhere. For sure. For sure. I, I took a look at your content and I can definitely tell you're like a travel bug. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So let's start with a little bit about you and your upbringing, where you live right now. Okay. Um, well, I was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, I come from like a great family. My parents have always been like amazing to me. I went to a private school and a public school growing up. So I was, I went to a private school initially. I think my parents thought that it would be better for my education and I guess like for my behavior, but I ended up being bullied really bad. So I switched over to a public school and it was like 10 times worse for bullying. So I'm like, okay, there's no winning here. But um, yeah, and then High school was amazing. I was on like student council. I was like really popular and yeah, now I'm just living my life, not going so, to university or anything. 
So may I ask, was it the same thing that you were bullied for from each school to school? Um, if I think about it now, I truly think it was like a jealousy thing. Like, you know, those when you're young, like you see someone who's um, not necessarily maybe asking for all the attention, but they're constantly getting it. And I think from being in a public school, I was um, I was like the pretty girl in public school that was like I I was smart and all this stuff, but I got bullied for it. And then because I was like friends with the popular girls, but I guess they didn't like how the boys looked at me. I don't know. And then in public school, I was like the new pretty girl. So I see. Oh gosh. So yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was just, I mean, it was tough growing up, but then you kind of realize like once you get to high school, it all just goes away. I mean, it doesn't for everyone, but it's way different in high school than in elementary school. For sure. For sure. I feel like just everything is different. It's like a switch when you go from like, I don't know how the schooling is where you are compared to like here in Toronto, but like from grade eight to like grade nine. And then you're like, Oh my God, this is like a whole new group of fish in the sea. Like so different. Um, the aroma is different. The experience is different, et cetera. Um, but what I was going to ask was what were you doing throughout high school? Do you have any hobbies? Were you on sports teams? Did you do any content creation then, or did you start a little bit later? Um, I think I was always pretty active on like social media. Um, I always had like a lot of followers, I guess you would say, because I was pretty popular in my city because I had a lot of friends. I was involved in a lot of like extracurricular. I I was in like student council groups. I I started my own volunteer group in high school. I was on, I played volleyball for a bit in high school. Um, I played softball, like all growing up. So I knew a lot of people in the city. Um, But yeah, I didn't start content creating until I I think it was 2017, really. Yeah, 2017. Okay, okay. Did you watch any influencers or YouTubers when you were growing up, like when you're in elementary school and high school? No, that's so weird, though, to think is because I never did. And then I didn't even, like, consider myself an influencer until, like, this year, which is so weird to think, but um, I was like just posting and getting a lot of feedback and stuff. And then I, I never was like a YouTube girl. Like I never watched vlogs and stuff until this past year because I wanted to start vlogging. So I started to like follow all these girls and like other influencers who were vlogging just to see like, okay, like what kind of stuff are people actually interested in? And then you get like so invested in their lives. Like you're waiting for their vlogs to come out and you're like, what are they doing today? It's not even like super exciting. But yeah, so that's kind of when I started getting into like following other influencers. But I, I don't think I did when I was in like 2017 or maybe I did, but I didn't really know what an influencer was back then. I just thought they were like celebrities. I thought everyone yeah. was a celebrity. Who I, I would like... definitely say the title was, uh, it's more used this past year and a half than any year yeah. prior. Like it was definitely not labeled what it was until now. Exactly. Yeah. And as for vlogs, I would say, yeah, it's like reality TV, but so much better. I feel like so much more connected and so much more yeah. personable to the person that, and you, like, you can comment in the comment section and like follow them on other social media platforms. And there's so many ways to connect as opposed to like watching the Kardashians and being like, well, all right, yeah. let's wait for next week's Sunday episode. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, after high school, did you go to university? I did for two years. Um, I was just in like university one. I was trying to get into faculty of science. 
because I wanted it to be a doctor. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to make a bunch of money. Turns out um, I hated all things science. Like I was good at science, but I hated it. So then I was in university for like two-ish years and um, I dropped out in 2017. Maybe I was only in it for one. No, I was in it for a year and a half. And then I dropped out in 2017 after my boyfriend of like five years and I broke up and I just like quit my job, dropped out of school and just like restarted. I was like, I'm done. I need you hit to the like, reset button. Yeah. I went through like my quarter life crisis and I was what, 20 <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wild. Yeah. And did you not know though in high school when you were taking science courses, like I were you like, oh, I like this. And then you went into it and it was not what you thought. And you're like, I don't like this anymore. Well, it's weird because I think of high school and I'm just like, this is so easy. Everything in high school, like, like education wise was so easy. Like I, I studied barely and I got like eighties. I like got honor roll. So I was like, okay, hey, how can this be hard if I go to university, go to university I was, I'm, I remember getting my wisdom teeth out, um, and missing two lectures of, um, anatomy. And I was just like, I can't catch up. I can't catch up. This is like, I'm, I felt like four months behind in one course. I was like, this is insane. So and you I feel like you're drowning. I was, yeah. And I was taking like a lot of courses. So I was like, mm, I don't know if this is like for me, I don't really want to grind for it. And, like, I'm thinking, okay, like, medicine, you probably go into, like, what I wanted to do was, like, 12 years. I'm like, I can't do this for 12 years. I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have to be in love with the profession and, like, keep visualizing, like, going through that tunnel vision, like, the end of that tunnel, like, your exactly. end. Um, yeah, because that's a huge commitment and time and money. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you came to the realization um, pretty quick. Similar to my story, too. Like, I dropped out of university, like one semester in, I was like, I can't do this. This isn't for me. Like I had so many yeah. breakdowns. I was like, I need to go to college. Like it's way more hands-on. And, and I don't know why I chose university. Like, I don't know if it was for the experience. I don't like, you know what I mean? There's such a pressure when you're in that transition from high school to university exactly. years being like, you need to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life at whatever, 18 years old, 17 years old. So yeah. Um, and I had a lot of pressure from like my parents to being like, well, you have to go to university and you yeah, have I to bet. education. And I'm like, well, what, I don't know what I'm going to choose. Like, and so they're like, well, pick something. I'm like, okay, like, let's be a doctor. Like, you know, those like generic things that you like when you're growing up, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a doctor. And it's like, okay, I'll pick this one. Yeah. Turns out it's super hard. So. <laughs> did your parents go to university as well? Um, my mom didn't, but my dad did for a little bit. And I think like from growing up and them, like probably having to work really hard, to where they are today um like things are a lot different than they were back then so they're probably looking at my life and being like you need to like get an education so it's easier for you than it was for us right which I'm like okay fair but I mean I'm thriving now so yeah yeah I'm sure they're proud <laughs> yeah they are do you have siblings I do I have a brother and like a half sister okay and did they go to university as well my brother is younger than me, so he is doing, like, his electrical apprenticeship. Okay. Stuff. okay. So he's, like, he's good, and he's got – he likes it and everything. And then my sister, she's a little bit older than me. She um, 
I think she's like a financial broker or something. I think she went to school for a little bit for it, but yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So what made you decide that you wanted to become an influencer? Well, um, I don't think I ever decided that I wanted to become one, but I think you never had like an aha moment. You were like, I'm going to grind and take this full time. Um, I don't think until, okay, I'll tell you my story on this. So in 2017, I got out, um, of my relationship with my ex-boyfriend of like five years. Um, I was like heartbroken. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm never going to find anyone else. Like it was my first like high school sweetheart, whatever. And then I got, I like obviously like dated a few other people like here, here and there saw some people. And then I got into this, like, I guess you would say like, I haven't really talked about it, but like emotional and a little bit physical abusive relationship. And it turned out to like really fuck with me and my, like how I portrayed myself. So I'm like, okay, like I was treated like this in my old relationship. I was treated like this. I'm like portrayed like this by men and like people in Winnipeg and society. And now I'm in this relationship where like, I'm not being treated right. Maybe I need to like reflect on why. So broke up with that guy and ended up just like journaling on Instagram. This is so weird. It was like the most crazy thing that I had ever done. I would just started like posting stuff and would take a photo and then write this long caption of like how I'm feeling in that day and like all this stuff. And it was so scary because I was like, no one's going to read this or was it public. It was a public, it was page. public. It was like a post on Instagram with, the caption being my like journal entry I guess and it was so insane to see how many people like resonated with it and were like wow I feel like that too and so I started to be like okay I'm not alone in this like I'm gonna keep doing it so I kept talking about like self-love and body confidence I just started being like raw like I started being myself on Instagram because I feel like growing up we post like a photo or whatever and you put a filter on it, you pose a certain way, you Photoshop your body to look the way it is. And like, I wasn't my, like, I feel like people looked at my Instagram and were like, she looks like a bitch. (laughs) I don't know. Like, you know, when you like look at a girl and maybe they don't have like themselves, like their actual, their actual true like personalities online. So you're like, Oh, I wonder what they're like. And you just like have this narrative of what you think they are. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to change that. And I'm going to post like, I'm going to be myself on Instagram. So I kind of started my platform from that. And I became like really popular in the city for doing these like rants. (laughs) It was so fun. Okay. Like, so what deemed you as popular? Like, did you, did you have a newspaper start to come up to you and be like, wow, like you're really blowing up. Can we do a segment on you? Or was it like your friends of friends of friends to start talking about it? I feel like just everyone in the city knew who I was. Like if I went out there, like, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. And I'm like, oh my God, really? So it was like. What's the population of Winnipeg? Do you know? I have no idea. Um, I think it's a little bit bigger. It's like bigger than Edmonton. Probably similar to like Calgary population. Okay. I'm just trying to get like an idea of like how this got so like you blew up in your town. Yeah, it was so weird. And then, um, yeah, I I was known for like ranting. So I would do topics on like, I was working full time and doing this. So I'd look at my phone and be like, I'd go on Instagram and be like, okay, tonight I'm going to talk about sex. 
send me all the questions you want to know about sex and I'll like talk about them. So it wasn't like I was educated on the topic, but I was talking about like, um, like stereotypes around sex or like stereotypes around cheating and all this stuff. And people would all tune in and like, be like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Cause no one talks about it. So it's very hush hush or like that. Yeah. It's for a lot of people. It's private. They don't want to know your opinion or share their opinion, but like, you'd be surprised to know how many people are like, no, like open it up. Like I want to know the can of worms. I know. And I always thought like, okay, there's these like things that we all think in our heads around sex or like around like, I don't know, hygiene, like stuff, but we'll never say it. It's like what I do to like prepare for sex. I will never talk to someone else about it. So I'm like, okay, let's start talking about it. So I'd hop on my Instagram and people would be like, holy shit. This was this a live? Like, would you do an Instagram live? No, I would share my Q&A? story. Oh, okay. Um, if, like, they're all still saved on my Instagram in the highlights. Like, okay. you scroll through them and it's like sex rant. And you can like scroll through and it was like two years ago of me just like talking in my room about like sex. Or, like, but was it like questions? Period. Like, would people write in? And then you would yeah. answer them verbally or like physically, like a video, like little yeah. video clips. Okay. So I'd put like a question box, like a few hours before it was going live. And then I'd scroll through them and like, people would be like, can you touch on like, um, the smell of vaginas? And I'd be like, okay. And then I would like <laughs> go off on it. And it was just like so crazy. And people so would keep tuning in. Yeah. And they loved it. So, but then I stopped doing it cause I was getting like bigger and I was getting a lot of like negative feedback from people. Because they were like, you have no education on this. You shouldn't even be talking about it. I'm like, I'm not trying to educate people. I'm trying to just, like, talk about it so it's not, like, so stigmatized. Yeah. And so then I kind of stopped doing it. And then I started just posting more, like, body positive travel stuff. Because me and my new boyfriend met about – we started dating about a year and a half ago. And he's, like, a he's a freelance videographer. I've seen his stuff. So, it's amazing. I know he's incredible. So we like travel together and like make videos and all this stuff. So I started posting more about that. And then I recently blow blew up because of this like NHL scandal thing. Yeah. I heard happened. a little bit about it. Yeah. So I was like on the news and then I went on CBC national news and I was like, okay, this is going. How did next. that go? Did they reach out to you and were like, can you yeah. on this topic? Yeah, so I did, like, every local news in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and then I did CBC National, and literally in two days, I gained 35,000 followers, and I was just, like... So what were you... What was your following count before that? I had, like, 20,000. Yeah, 20,000. Wow. Yeah, That's wild. I know. It was crazy. So I'm, like... Was it crazy to wake up to that? I mean, I didn't sleep. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I would just, like, I couldn't really go on my phone because it gave me anxiety that I was getting, like, all these messages and stuff. But I would, like, check my phone. I was, like, averaging, I think, 500 followers an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. And I was, like, okay, this is happening right now. And then I had um, a lot of, like, imposter syndrome because I was, like, I just blew up because this guy talked shit about me in a group chat. Yeah. And he lost his job and I just like doubled my followers. And like, I'm just like, so I had like imposter syndrome. I'm like, I don't deserve this. This is like messed up and all this stuff. And then now I'm fine with it. I'm like, you know what? 
you know what? Fine. I'll take it. What was your family's reactions to when you like blew up? Like we're getting the like 500 followers an hour where they're like, holy crap, like this could go somewhere. Yeah. My parents were super pumped. So I've been trying, (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to like tell them that, um, like if I just, this is what I want to do for a living. I really want to like be a public figure and like help people and I can make money this way and they were not understanding okay like they were like I don't understand like what do you mean like Instagram's gonna pay I'm like no 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 other brands pay you yeah but why like because you're promoting their their product but like what do you mean I'm just like I'm like a a billboard okay you pay me this whatever on and I'm like it's I don't know. You just like build a community and then they like, they value your opinion. They're like, but how do you know 50,000 people? I'm like, I don't know them. (laughs) (laughs) And they're so confused about it. What's your background? If I can ask that. um, Like like, Portuguese, Polish. Oh, I'm, I'm like French Ukrainian, I guess. But my parents are both like, they, yeah, they're like, they speak English. They, I don't know. I think I'm like a quarter Ukrainian. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. But they were just like, didn't understand. And so like now they're like following me on Instagram and it's kind of weird because I like talk about some stuff that like maybe they shouldn't see. And they're like, Oh, I watched your thing last night. I'm like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, it's part of your job. They have to start accepting, you know, the platform you're on and the audience you have. And I'm sure a lot of your followers are like millennial people you know so exactly what you're saying earlier like stuff that people don't talk about you're gonna talk about and people are gonna listen and it may not be topics that your parents per se would want to tune into but they're going to because it's their daughter you know what I mean so it's like you don't have to like it but this is this is how I'm doing it this is how I'm making the dough you know exactly yeah that's wild so you started on Instagram then and then you slowly converted to now making some YouTube videos I've seen yeah, so I started, I think, in September. I, I think it was September, or right before September, I made my, like, first vlog, and it was my, like, boyfriend had given me his, like, old video camera that he used to use, and I was like, yeah, you can use this, and I hate it, okay? Like, I would rather vlog on my phone than a camera, but I don't know. Maybe I just need to get a different camera because I can't see myself. It's like a Sony A600 maybe or something. Okay. The newer Sonys, I have the Sony A6400, or I shouldn't say I do. I borrowed my boyfriend's as well. The newest one has a flip screen. Okay, really? Okay. Yes, yes. It's bomb. You should get that one. Okay, maybe I'll get that one because this one, like, the screen kind of, like, popped out, but you can't, like, flip it to see yourself. Yeah, so they just changed it. (laughs) Okay, so I, like, hated it. I'm, like, this is, I just don't even know where I'm looking. I don't know what I look like. It's not built for vloggers. It's built for photography, that one you're talking about. Exactly. So I kind of stopped vlogging because I was, like, eh. And then when we traveled, um, I would get, like, my boyfriend to film us like doing shit and yeah it was fun like it, it was fun because you don't really like the one thing that really was hard that you have like you actually have to like capture everything and I'm not thinking about like bringing well, that would have been a good yeah exactly that would have been a good like, clip yeah. yeah I'm just like okay like let's take in the moment and then oh shoot I have to vlog so let's redo the moment but then I started like I kind of want to start vlogging my daily life and I have a really good phone. Like I have the like 
Pro Max 11, whatever. So, and I know a lot of people vlog on their phones. I'm like, maybe I'll just vlog on my phone. I don't know. My life is pretty boring lately. Like, I'm too busy to, like, on my laptop all day. And I'm just like, there's there's nothing interesting going on here. Yeah, it's like when the quarantine starts to be a little bit not as intense as it is, um, I would say when things start to, like, open back up and you can actually vlog out of your house and in your house you have like change of scenery people will be more interested to view but I agree it's it's really you have to have a really creative mind for how you're going to shoot a video indoors all day yeah and make it interesting exactly and I still like live with my parents so it's already tough like Instagramming in the Mm -hmm. house because I'm like okay I need a space that I'm like alone that it's not gonna be interrupted and now I'm like I can't even vlog at my house because my whole family's home so Right, right. Are you in your kitchen right now? Like, where are you? Yeah, in my kitchen. Okay. Pick my dad out. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, do you have like a little office space in your bedroom? Like, where do you kind of do your work? I literally plop myself down here every morning until three o'clock, and then my mom will come home, my brother will come home, my dog's going crazy, and I'm just like, okay, that's time to shut it down. (laughs) So I try and wake up like around eight, start working by like nine, and then nine to three ish like answering emails and like maybe recording ads and stuff like that and then I'll do like just my regular Instagram content whenever for sure for sure I liked your um travel vlog with your boyfriend and your friend and I don't know was that her boyfriend yes yeah Yeah. so that's um that's my friend Danica and Devin so Devin is my boyfriend's like partner so he's also a videographer and then my friend Danica, she kind of does what I do. Yes, yeah, yeah. It just, I loved it because it was so, like, natural and, I don't know, all the clips seemed very, like, candid and, like, yeah. at the very end of the night when you guys were all in, like, the hot tub. Like, it was just this stuff that, like, everybody talks about but, like, doesn't think to record and you guys I did know. do that. And I remember, like, watching it with my boyfriend and I was like, I love this girl. Like, she's so just, like, genuine in herself and, yeah. like, you guys showed the behind the scenes of like how you were taking your photos and like trying to like help fix the techniques and stuff. Like I was just so raw and real. And I think so many people appreciate seeing that then like, as yeah. opposed to the very stage, like, all right, now we're having lunch. Okay. This is our lunch. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I wanted to make, cause honestly we have so much fun when we travel and I wish I would have vlogged. I didn't even like, I brought my camera to Europe and I don't even think I pulled it out of my suitcase, but we were in Europe for like, four weeks so we went like everywhere and we took a lot of photos I'm assuming like for your yeah we took a lot of photos but we were also with like eight people so it's a little hard and I've never been to Europe like I've been to like tropical places a lot so like vlogging it was like fun but I really wanted to like take in Europe and I didn't want to be like caught seeing it through a lens right right and yeah it was just like tough to get everyone like wanting to be on camera because I like really respect like consent in that way so I was like okay I'm just gonna not but I really wish I did because there were so many funny things that happened in Europe well now you know going forward like yeah just try to have them kind of out of the frame and then continue on with you and your partner whoever you're with yeah exactly I wish I could just like tape a GoPro to my head oh that'd be sick (laughs) (laughs) and you'd get everything freaking candid exactly So I guess the next kind of topic I want to talk about, because I feel like it's something that influencers 
unless they have like a YouTube channel, maybe they don't make like a dedicated video to people who kind of have these questions. Okay. And it's about like sponsorships and like affiliate links and such. So mm-hmm. how did you like do you, how do you get like brand deals? And do you have like a management team that goes about mm-hmm. that for you? Do you reach out? Does a company reach out? So before, um, I think it was growing, not growing up, but like starting from the bottom of growing my page when I had maybe like 6,000 followers, I was reaching out to companies by myself. And this was like right when it started and I was making still like decent money. I think I was making, I don't know, like, I mean, decent money that I thought it was like $75 for one post in a story or something. And you still post on your page and a story. Okay. Yes. Um, and like, I thought that was great for like 6,000 followers. So I'm like, okay, this is perfect. And then I remember quitting my job. I worked at a car dealership and I was like, I'm getting so many brand deals. Like I'm growing. I think I got to like, yeah, 8,000 followers. And I was like, I'm going to quit my job and do this full time. Idiot. Like, what am I thinking? So I quit my job and I didn't work from like March until until October. Broke. Talk about broke, okay? Like, as soon as I quit, it was like every single um, brand deal that I tried to get, they were like, oh, we don't have a budget for that, but we'll send you free product. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not making any money. So I had to go back to like serving in October. Um, Luckily, I had like a bunch saved up that I could like live from March until October. But I went back to like serving because it's, you can like still do Instagram during the day and then just work at night. And I was yeah, making fast money. cash too. Yeah. Super fast cash. And I'm I a bartender. Like, so I totally get the, the whole, it's like, like you have a, per- if you have a personality flexible. to serve, it's like, you'll make good money. So that's kind of what I did. And then it wasn't until around, um, I actually just recently got signed to a company, um, or like a talent agency. So I, I think, um, do you know what the bird's papaya? No. Um, okay. So she's like an online friend of mine. She has like a million followers and she's in the same like niche, I guess, as me, like body positive ish, self love. And she like shouted me out on Instagram. And when I got to like 20,000 followers, I guess her management team had like recognized me and they're like, Oh, like let's chat. So I did like, a a 30 day trial with them and they're like, we love you. Like we want to sign you. So now I'm signed with shine influencers and they manage all of my collaborations. So if anyone like reaches out to me, I'll just send it to them and they negotiate on my behalf and then they pitch me to brands. Gotcha. And do they take a percentage? I'm assuming. Yeah, they take a percentage, but it's, I'm making a lot more money than I guess than I would have if I was alone. Like, I, I would have never been able to, like, pitch to a company and say, okay, I need X amount of dollars for this. They'd be like, no. But, like, I guess it's easier when you're backed up by an agent. Yeah. And they're yeah. established. Like, they're they're with some other, like, bigger influencers as well, aren't they? That they have signed yeah. with them. So yeah. I feel like that makes them credible, I want to say, is the word I want to use. So yeah. it makes brands want to say, like, oh, okay, well, so-and-so and so-and-so are signed with them. So she must be awesome, too. So for sure, yeah. like, let's work something out. Yeah, they're amazing. They've helped me so much. Like they were there like 
helping me and briefing me for like all of my news interviews and everything. I was like, I would never have been able to do this without you guys. That's awesome. So how did the 30 day free trial thing go? Like, did they, did you kind of just get a gist of what they stood for? Like how they would help run your page with you? Like how, how did that go? Yeah. So they, they pretty much um, said like, it's different being managed because you don't really get to see all the ins and outs of negotiating rather than like me seeing yourself yeah so I'm like okay um how did it go it was pretty much like they were going to pitch me to a few brands and then any brands that reached out to me I would send to them and they would just like see how collaborations went in those 30 days and see if we were a good fit for each other and then I think like I didn't even hit the end of the 30 days and they're like here's a contract I'm like okay wow so do you have to sign for like a year or two years or how does that run I just signed for a year Okay. And then do yeah. you like renegotiate your terms after that? Or like, yeah, I guess I you haven't hit so. that spot yet. So you're, you're not yeah. sure, but yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. But it's a, uh, it's definitely like a lot easier with them because I couldn't even imagine like doing it, doing all, it all yourself by myself now. Like I knew it was a lot of work back when I had like 20,000 followers, but now it's like, I'm getting a lot more outreach and stuff. So it's a blessing. So would you say um, you get a lot of the emails and then you have to forward them to your brand manager or do they just go straight to your brand manager? Um, like, do you get she, a lot of stuff through DMs or through email? Or I both? get both. Um, I have like my manager's email in my bio. So yeah. people can like reach out to her through there and then anything I just forward it to her and she takes care of it. Gotcha, gotcha. And how many would you say like brand opportunities you get coming your way a day oh I don't even know you can't even count <laughs> no like um I would say I get like uh, I don't even know because I don't know on her end what she gets do you know what it was like before you signed with them like kind of the oh, in-between yeah. stage like when you yeah. said it was a lot of work to kind of be um, answering things on your own I would get a lot, but I feel like a lot of them were just like, oh, we'll send you free product. I'm like, no, I'm worth more than that. Like yeah. I, I no longer accepted free product because I'm like, I know my like return is high. So um, I don't, uh, I don't know. I think I would get like around 15 new ones a week. That's pretty good. Cause then yeah. I feel like you have a good amount to choose from. Cause obviously you're not going to say yes to all of them and you're going to negotiate the ones that are make sense more long-term, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I really do only work with brands that I love right now. Like back when I was had like 6,000 followers, like anyone would reach out to me and I'm like, yep, yep. And I would always be like, this is an amazing product. And I've tried it like once. I'm like, kid, I suck. Like I need to stop being like a walking ad. Yeah. So now I only do collabs with people and like brands that I really genuinely like. And if I don't like them, then I will just like blatantly say to the company, like, I'm not going to post this. You can have right. your money back. That's awesome that you can like, you're at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I just wouldn't ever want to like stray my followers to like buy something that didn't work or that they didn't like. Right. Right. So do you use affiliate links as well? Like, do you use like to know it? Like, I know it's a huge fashion one or like Amazon links or Lululemon. Like, are you still stayed with any of those ones? Um, I don't use any, or I don't have any affiliate links other than like here in Winnipeg, 
I have like a Browse by G affiliate link. What's that? What's Browse by G? It's like a microblading place. So that's why oh, I get my okay. one. And I have some with like Ficlo Beauty. Um, yeah, that's. I can't even remember right now. I need to honestly make a list of like links because I always forget. And then I'm like, oh, I have a link for that. I should share it. <laughs> I always so share stuff sure. without like showing my link. And then I'm like, oh man, people can like save money. I need to attach it. And you're just excited and you're, you forget. Yeah, I'm That's excited. So, um, so what helps you decide whether something is a good brand deal or not a good brand deal? Um, well, I do like take pride in how much time I put into making like my content organic because I know a lot of people who do ads and it's just like totally staged and I just want to make sure that like my followers know that I'm not selling them like something that I don't love so um if I've usually like brand deals that I really really love I've already been using and bought it myself so like let's say I did an ad for like Bali body because I use it like every week then my followers really would like okay like if she has a code for it then like we're definitely gonna buy we've seen her post about a thousand times but um if I don't use a if I don't use like a product ever and it just like comes out of nowhere and they're asking me to do a bunch of stuff that I'm like not comfortable with or like post before I get the product then I'm like uh no so yeah, I think I just like really have to try the product first. So I don't usually like if I get a if I get like an order of something that's for a collaboration, I'll try it out for like a month and really like form my opinion on it and then I'll decide if I'm gonna post it. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And do you have any like long lasting or long term brand deals you've done? Like someone you've worked with for a long period of time, um, that you've like built a good relationship with and you'd continue working with? Yeah, um, a lot of them are Winnipeg-based, again, so... That's fine. Brows by G and, like, Brow Lux, so they sell, like, brows, brow pencils, and they do, like, lash lifts, lash tints, hennas, microblading, all that stuff. Um, I've been going to them for, like, over a year, I think, and I love them to death. Um, and then, who else? Like, where I get my lip injections done, um... Her name's Minty, and I have, like, an affiliate code with her, so you can save, like, $50 on, like, your filler, and, yeah, it's, like, pretty good deal. I have a lot in Winnipeg, like, sugaring companies, um, all that stuff. That's awesome. Um, so what are your brand contracts like? I know you can't go into too many details because of legal reasons and such, but um, is there, like, a media kit they require? Do they say, can we have a story, a post, and a YouTube video, or can you talk about it for 30 seconds? Like, what do you find is usually the ballpark of items asked from them? Um, I don't really know because I just, like, sign the contracts, and my manager just will send me, like, what, I, what I'm supposed to be, like, posting for them. So if it's, like, a feed post and a story or whatever – but um, typically, it's usually just, like, a story with how many frames, however many frames it takes to get the point across, and then a post, pretty much. And then so it comes, like, as a pairing, yeah. post and story. Okay. Unless they just want to want a story, because 
posts don't get as much engagement as a story because it's just like not as organic, I feel. Right. But, um, and it's easier in stories because you have like the swipe up link. So it's easy for them to like track and your stuff. followers. Yeah. To get stuff. Yeah. To get like a link out of that. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. What is your dream company that you want to work with? Oh, wow. Um, honestly, I think it would be like either, and I've kind of already worked with them a little bit. So like Nixware. Okay. I've yeah. yeah. Like worked with Nixware a little. They sent me some stuff for their like lace leak proof line, but I didn't get paid for it. It was just like a in-kind collaboration and so I'd love to like work with them again and like have a long-term relationship with them and probably something like like athletic wear like Lululemon maybe or a travel brand so like having like say like I had a collaboration with like Air Canada because I use Air Canada a lot and like WestJet that'd be awesome yeah. Have you had any like brand trips yet? I have with my boyfriend. We do a bunch with like our other friends, Devin and Danny. Okay. So we'll like go to like hotels and um, do like video for their hotels and then post about it all over our social media. And then, yeah. That's awesome. So do you have to post as well as Danny? Like, does everyone have to kind of post about it or is, is it yeah. you just? Mo- okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, like, so do back you... when we were doing it, we all kind of had it around the same amount of followers. Right. Like, roughly, like, ten to 20,000. So it was, like, fair all across the board. I think now, like, if I was to reach out to brands, I would definitely make them pay us more <laughs> um, if we were traveling because, um, yeah, and it, it just, like, I think everyone has around 10,000 to 20,000 now. So at the time when you were doing, um, like, the hotel stays, were you with Shine Influencers or no? No, I actually just signed with them, like, two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So super, super recent. Yeah, like, um, maybe longer than two weeks ago. Maybe a month ago. Yeah. But definitely, like, your trip was not in the same alignment of time frame. Yeah, exactly. We were supposed so, to be in Bali during this, like, oh, pandemic. I, I hope you got a credit or you're able to reschedule at some point. Yeah, we got our money back. But I'm, like, sad because, like, if traveling opens up again, hopefully in the fall, it's, like, rainy season in Bali. So, like, we'd have to wait until, like, um, a little bit later. Spring again, yeah. Right. right. So when you did the um, hotel stay, did you reach out to them and say, hey, like, we all have Instagram pages. We love to travel and take photography and videos, et cetera, et cetera. And like, how did you work out that kind of deal with them? It was mostly Devin that was reaching out to brands because he had worked with a bunch of them before. Oh, cool. But um, yeah, it was honestly like it's different when you're like an influencer and you're reaching out to a brand and you're just saying like hey I have a lot of followers like let me come stay at your hotel and I'll post about it what we were doing is like my boyfriend and Danny like Brett and Devin both like can provide something for the company so whether it be like redoing their website photos or like making videos because they do like real estate shoots here so that would kind of be like our form of here's what we can offer you. What can you offer us in return? And most of the time they would be like, okay, that's a great deal. But 
And then a lot of the other times they were like, um, no, like you don't have a a hundred thousand followers. And we're like, okay, but we're not asking just to stay at your hotel for free. We're giving you like stuff that you can use for your media and like your website and stuff. So yeah. And it's not like their stuff is out of date. Like the content your boyfriend and his partner produces is like, very movie like you know like the drone shots very cinematic like you know people would hire someone freelance like that for a lot of money so it's like the fact that you're like okay we stay for free uh, however many days but then you get a full like fledged short film or whatever yeah exactly uh, this advertising that you didn't even have to you know go pay someone else to do yeah exactly so I mean they would be dumb not to take it but a lot of them didn't so yeah well, I'm sure they'll live and learn and they'll see your pages grow and be like, oh, darn, yeah. we really exactly. made, maybe we'll reach back out. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, so I guess pushing off the traveling topic and brand deals for a little bit, what pushed you in the direction of associating, I guess, your whole Instagram page now as so like body positivity? Um, honestly, I think it was probably just like my own insecurities. So I pushed like myself to be vulnerable and post about them because I know a lot of people looked to my page for like truth or like honesty. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like that person that you can connect with in the way that if you're like, you're not alone, almost posting stuff like, yes, I have like these insecurities and it really, it felt good for me to see people saying like, oh, I have the same ones. So it made me feel less alone and I think it makes other people feel less alone and it really like encourages people to like come out of their shell and not be so like insecure about their bodies and just the way they look because everyone, everyone is insecure about something, right? For sure. For sure. Um, what was I going to say? Okay. So on that note, what is your opinion on stores like Brandy Melville, for example, that is one size fits all. I know recently they changed it to like mm-hmm. one size fits most. What do you think? I've never shopped at Brandy Melville because I never fit in their clothes. So, so I guess that just goes to show. That then. just like- goes to show. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's same with like um, Aritzia too. I've really noticed that. Like, I'm trying yeah. to like find. Well, I mean, no, sometimes they have my size. Like, I'm still pretty small. I'm still a pretty small person, so I'm, like, I can fit in most stuff, but I do think it's super important for brands to become, like, more inclusive in sizing because you're just going to get, like, torn apart on the internet for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I know that, I think it's Girlfriend Collective. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're activewear. Um, their, like, size range is, like, extra, extra, extra small. It's, like, extra, like 6XL. Long. I don't even know. But oh, something really? crazy, yeah. And, like, their models another influencer I follow she posted yesterday of like someone that's like a senior in her 60s or 70s and she was like this little fit granny and she was in one of their sets and she like took a photo and put on like a screenshot she put on her story and was like I love that this company puts like any type of woman on this page and um it's like huge body positivity and like the size range is unbelievable I've never tried their product and it it is a little bit more expensive but it's nice to see brands being able to do that I feel like Brandy Melville almost has it backwards at this point with yeah, the exactly. one size fits most. I remember Trisha Paytas. I'm sure you know who she is. Yes. Yeah. Posted, I think it was a few, definitely a few years ago, more than that. Um, 
like I tried Brandy Melville shorts or something and like that I got fat shamed and said I couldn't shop there anymore. I was going to stretch their clothes or something like ridiculous like that. And she, it was really? just like a crazy video. Yeah, yeah, I had millions of views. And like that really triggered when when the whole body positivity started coming out because I was like, I don't even know how their store still exists then if like they're getting well, so much I backlash. Think, I think, well, yeah, I, I don't know either. I think it really like comes from the younger generation because they I don't know how to say this without sounding like I'm offending them but like they're all tiny and they all just like they still all have this like thing ingrained in their head that they have to be a size zero and all that stuff and they're they're not even like hitting puberty yeah I think I think the brand started in in California I want to say and like all the girls are very like you know, yeah. I'm, I'm speaking very generally. I'm sure there's curvy girls there too, obviously, yeah. but you know, their, their build was very like zero, double zero petite, um, yeah. et cetera. So their denim shorts were fitting those people. Their like t-shirt yeah. dresses were fitting those type of people. Which is totally fine. Like you're allowed to be like skinny and tiny, but at the same time, a brand should like be able to cater to all bodies instead of catering to just one size, because you look at like, how am I trying to explain it? Like sometimes I look online to like shop for like mom jeans and I'm like, so like I just did this. So I was like, so cute. This person looks so great in these. And then I'm like, okay, I'm typically this size. So I'll order it. And it looks totally whack on me. And I'm just like, okay, they need to like cater to a curvier size or like someone who doesn't have just the standard small waist, big hips, skinny legs. Like what if someone has like, a bigger waist with bigger legs and a bigger hips you know like you need to make the sizing for everyone and not just like this exact I feel like a lot of brands are like taking mold. like yeah mold exactly yeah yeah I find denim is definitely a trickier item to perfect because exactly. of exactly what we were just talking about like the molds the like it's almost like they need for certain brands that are really big with jeans, like Levi's, for example, they would have like the same style, but in a version for a curvy girl or a version mm-hmm. for petite or a version for tall, kind of like how Topshop did a petite section and a tall section, yeah. you know, like I always found they had so much petite stuff in their section, but I am on the taller side. Like I'm like five, seven, five, eight. And that's not yeah. even that tall. Like there are girls that are taller out there. And like, I find that I was struggling in the sense that the petite section had so much more. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, why aren't there more, you know, t-shirt dresses that don't look like mini dresses for the tall exactly. girls? Like, you know what I mean? Why can't it fit properly? Exactly. They should have like the exact same styles for both sections. Yes. You literally just finished my train of thought. That's yeah. how we got on this topic. I was like the jeans, you know, you have your cult favorites, like the Jamie, the Joni, et cetera, yes. but they have it for curvy, for petite, for tall. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess off that topic, uh, what are some of your favorite influencers? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, I love the Vert's papaya. Like she is my spirit animal. You need to <laughs> check her out. Cause you said that you didn't know who she was. I'll definitely check her out after this. Yeah. Her name's Sarah Nicole. Um, Sarah Nicole Landry. I think that's her last name. She's amazing. She is like 30 something years old and her like story is just like amazing. And all of her content is like incredible. Um, Another person I've been following for years is Mick Zazon. Do you know who that is? Yes, I do. I do actually. Because she was partnered with 
I think an athletic company I was following and that's oh, how I Dallas found her. Athletica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so she's um, she's awesome. I know that my friend Devin like went and shot one of the retreats she was in, and that's so awesome. It's such a small world. I know. And then I remember him but going. She's not there. Canadian. Is she Canadian? No, no, no. She's American. And I remember him like going to Bali to shoot it, and I was like, "There's no fucking way you're, you're with Nick right now." And he's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh my god, I've been following her for years." And then like now, like me and Mick like text or whatever. So it's like such a small world because we follow each other now and it's just amazing um who else do I love do you know um I don't know if she's like much of an influencer but her posts are really good is the fat sex therapist no she posts really good stuff um who else do I love who's that girl I forget her name her name is Ariel. She's like Love Island host. I feel like I can picture the face. She's like because I've so seen her trending like on like Instagram and stuff before. Yeah, she's super funny. Like her, she's hilarious. Um, not necessarily like my niche or anything, but she's like, yeah, just entertaining. Um, and then like I guess some of my favorite like vloggers would be um, Jessica Howell. Do you follow her mm-hmm. or know who that is? Yeah. And obviously David Dobrik. Love him. Oh my God. <laughs> if you don't love him, I'm like, what's wrong with you? I know. He's so awesome. But yeah, that's really all I have. I mean, I have a bunch more, but I'm, it would take me forever. Yeah. The list would go on and on. It's crazy that you could go from, you know, really looking up someone like Mick and following her for years to now being on like a friendly friend basis. You know what I mean? I feel like that's so cool that you can meet through social media and such nowadays and like create friendships over it. And I think it's amazing too, because, um, I mean, I never really like thought of anything like that happening with like a celebrity, but I really looked up to a lot of these people like years ago when I was like, Oh my God, they're like a celebrity. And then now to like, see that they're commenting on my stuff and that they're, like reposting my stuff and texting me and messaging me. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. This is insane. wild. Wild. I know. Crazy. That is wild. Um, what was I going to say? What are, I guess, some future projects that you have coming up or on the go? I know you probably can't say too much if you do, but. Um, I have a few like exciting collaborations coming up in June. And I think like what I really, really can't wait for is, my dog's going to the window. He might bark. <laughs> um, um, I just can't wait to travel again because I think I'm going to start vlogging more and my boyfriend and I will probably make some sort of great short film or something. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't really have many plans because yeah, all, everything's shut down in the world. So yeah. Well, it will look up eventually. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm sure of it. Especially for like influencers and stuff, I feel like once things start to open back up, things will start to, again, yeah. level out and be more okay again. Yeah. Um, so I guess for the last question I have for you then that I usually end off on all my episodes is, are you happy with the direction of life that you're currently going towards or the path you've taken thus far? Um, yeah. Absolutely. I am like, so okay. So if you asked me this like two months ago, I would be like, I am so sad. Like, we are all in lockdown. 
I had to cancel my Bali trip. I have like no job. I'm in debt, whatever. Now I'm like, I pretty much don't have to go back to work because I'm making Instagram my full-time job. I'm like, when you talk about work, you mean serving, right? Yes. Yeah. Serving. Um, and then it's like summer, so it's nice. And like, we get to go out to like the cabin, even, even if we can't like see all of our friends and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Like every aspect of my life is pretty amazing right now. How about you? Um, yeah, I would say the same thing. Uh, this time has really given me the time to be able to be a little bit more creative with content and be more consistent, I would say, and be able to have more time to reach out for podcast guests because it's a little bit tricky sometimes, especially with people who are like very, very, very large. They don't want to give their time and not be compensated, which I understand. Like when you're at Mm -hmm. that level, you're obviously going to take a paid opportunity over a non-paid one, um, unless you have some personal relation with the -hmm. person. Um, So just having the time to kind of delve into the interweb and like find some more people to interview has been nice yeah Um, and yeah the weather's warming up here too so it's obviously nice to be able to like I'm not a huge outdoors person but I've definitely learned to become more of one these past couple years like going for more walks outside like just spending more time outdoors like bike riding etc so yeah I would say about the same pretty happy with how everything's going (laughs) that's awesome yeah I think I think everything will be like decently back to normal in a few months. Not normal, but like. Yeah, people will be wearing masks. There'll be plexiglass in every store, but at least you'll be able to like go to the store and like exactly. dress up to go somewhere. Exactly. Do you have a cute little mask yet? I do. I have like so many because my boyfriend's been like shooting for a bunch of like, not a bunch, but like a few mask companies. So he gets like all their like prototypes and stuff. <laughs> and he's like, so you're I have a bunch and um, yeah, but it's weird because sometimes you can't wear them anywhere. Like I'm going for a haircut after this and I'm not able to bring my own mask. Like they have to provide it? Yeah, they have to provide it. Oh yeah, because I went to the LCBO, like the liquor store yesterday and they were like, okay, so we just need to ID you. And I was like, okay. And they're like, so you have to take off your mask. And I was like, oh, right. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. But then so- I was like, so I guess I shouldn't be wearing it to the store. Like, I, I don't know. Do you just run into the situation where you can't wear it sometimes? I know. And I just find it like, it. I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not educated on it enough, but I don't ever really wear one out because I don't see a point in it. But it's there's tricky. also a lot. Yeah. There's also a lot less cases here. Right, right. Than there is in Ontario, so. Yes, very true. (laughs) Yeah. So is there anything else that you'd like to add to this episode? No, I don't think so. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on The Girl of Gen Z and share your tips and uh, a little bit about what you've been doing in this this time. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. And there you guys have it. All of Nicole's social media handles will be in the episode summary. And thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys in the next episode.